Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 52. It is Monday, January 27, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and I can't even imagine. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. Welcome to Monday's episode of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. Um, I'm going to start off with the untimely death of Kobe Bryant in a helicopter crash yesterday. Uh, yes, he was a sports legend, one of the greatest basketball players to ever play the game. Um, but I'm going to look at it from a different perspective. And there were other people in a helicopter. It looks like there was three families in total, including Aaron Judge's former coach, who um, you may or may not know I'm a big Yankees fan. Um these fathers that were on the, the helicopter with their daughters and couldn't do anything to save their lives. And it's, to me, that's heartbreaking because I couldn't imagine being in that position. So rest in peace to those families. Um, it is tragic from that perspective, in my opinion. And um, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking to me. Um, so, you know, whatever you are, whatever you think, that's, that's my perspective on it. Uh, so let's start with the news here. I got this over the weekend from CRN. SolarWinds RMM tool has open zero-day exploit, according to Huntress Labs. We've been working rapidly on a hotfix that will be made available eminently to help mitigate potential risk for our partners. As of January 24th, which was three days ago now, we know of no exploits related to this vulnerability, and that's according to SolarWinds Vice President Security Tim Brown. A zero-day vulnerability in SolarWinds MSP's remote monitoring and management tool in NCentral allowed security researchers to steal the administrative credentials of an account holder, according to Huntress Labs. With the help of Huntress Community, we've now validated that this exploit works as described, and we're able to retrieve the domain admin password for our partner stored with the product's agent and probe settings. Huntress Lab wrote in a blog post, we are not aware of a patch for this issue yet, but we'll update this as soon as we learn otherwise. So, and then, you know, it goes on to to tell that story a little more. I did read somewhere that there was patches available. I don't use SolarWinds, and that is because I'm not a fan of their pricing model, or I should say lack of a model. It just They just seem to do whatever they want when it comes to pricing. But that's neither here nor there. Um, there are people that love SolarWinds. And I did read in a forum that it was uh, patched, so um, take that for what it's worth. And if you have SolarWinds, just make sure that you are updating your software. Um, Forbes, again, not a normal source for us, but Forbes, average cost to recover from ransomware skyrockets to 84000 So in early 2019, I created an, a, uh, a little infographic, I guess you could say, that said it was 46800 it is almost doubled. It is now $84,000 to recover from a ransomware attack. Um, that combined with 16 days on average of downtime, so you have nothing to work with on average, 16 days. So that means some, some businesses experience more than 16 days. And then combine that with 60% of all businesses that experience a data breach are closed within six months. And the numbers are not in your favor. Um, that... Uh, that's some scary those are some scary statistics and 
that I still see every day. A lot of businesses are not taking it seriously. They they think, oh well, you know, I'm I'm too small, or or uh, this 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 uh, extra layer of security is a, is a nuisance to me, and it's you it's going to end up costing you. So eighty four thousand dollars, a little more than eighty four. The exact number is eighty four thousand one hundred sixteen dollars. And it says a little over double from previous figure of 41,198. I had a, a number of 46,800, so not too different, but you get the idea. The cost of recovery, the cost of downtime, the cost of, of mitigation, or the cost of a closed business and reputation, um, it, it's, it's a lot. So you, we need to take it seriously, folks. Everybody needs to take it seriously. And you do that by adding extra security, education, backup, and disaster recovery. All of these things need to be in place. Um, threat post, Cisco WebEx flaw lets unauthenticated users join private online meetings. It's funny that this comes up because I once experienced on Zoom someone, it wasn't a private meeting, but someone entered a meeting that wasn't invited and just started talking. I think they may have just entered the wrong codes and somehow wound up in our meeting or something. But it's, uh, it's, it's weird from that perspective. This is a flaw. The flaw could allow a remote, unauthenticated attacker to enter a password-protected video conference meeting. So Cisco Systems has fixed a high-severity vulnerability in its popular WebEx video conferencing platform, which could let strangers barge in on a password-protected meeting. No authentication necessary. A remote attacker would not need to be authenticated to exploit the flaw, according to Cisco. All an attacker would need is the meeting ID in the WebEx mobile application for either iOS or Android. An unauthorized attendee could exploit this vulnerability by accessing a known meeting ID or meeting URL from the mobile device's web browser. The browser will then request to launch the device's WebEx mobile application, wrote Cisco in a Friday advisory. Next, the interloper can access the specific meeting via the mobile WebEx app, no password required. The vulnerability is due to unintended meeting information exposure and a specific meeting join flow, flow for mobile applications, Cisco said. An unauthorized attendee could exploit this vulnerability by accessing a known meeting ID or meeting URL from the mobile device's web browser. So it doesn't sound like uh, the likelihood of that happening would 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 uh, was very high. So <clears throat> it is out there. You'll need to patch, you'll need to update your software. Um, effect, affected our Cisco WebEx meeting suite sites and Cisco WebEx meetings online sites for versions earlier than 39.11.5 for the for the WebEx meetings online um, and 40.1.3. I'm sorry. So the first one was for uh, WebEx meeting suite and then WebEx. The second one is for WebEx meetings online. Cisco fixed these vulnerabilities in versions. Um, 39.11.5 and 40.1.3 and later for Cisco WebEx meeting suite sites. So there is an update that you need to take care of. Um, no user interaction is required for updating. According to Cisco, however, users can check that their Cisco WebEx platform is update, up to date by logging into the Cisco WebEx meeting suite site or Cisco WebEx meetings online site and navigating to downloads on the left side of the page. Next to the version information, hover over the circled I check the value displayed next to the page of version. So make sure you have the latest version. So it doesn't sound like you need to do anything except verify that you do have the latest version. Uh, on bleeping computer, 10% of all Max Schlaired malware cocktails served. So sharing this because again, like I mentioned last week with iOS, a lot of Mac users believe they are not uh, possible targets for malware. 
As a matter of fact, that's how this article starts off. Many people think that malware only targets Windows and that Macs are safe. But a new report shows how a single Apple malware called Schlayer, that's S-H-L-A-Y-E-R, has attacked over 10% of all Apple computers monitored by an antivirus company. Instead of distributing the Schlayer Trojan via phishing attacks or through other malware, the threat actors focus on trending events or popular shows and then build fake websites surrounding them. These websites have become so common that Kaspersky reports that in one, that 1 in 10 or 10% of Apple computers have been attacked by the Schlayer Trojan. So there's a phishing sites. In 2019, 1 in 10 of our Mac security solutions encountered this malware at least once, and it accounts for almost 30% of all detections for the, IO, for, for the operating system, Kaspersky stated in the report. Apple users visit these fake sites through search results, links in YouTube videos, and even links in Wikipedia articles. When visiting these sites, instead of being greeted with a video to watch, they are told they need to first update Flash Player. These Flash Player updates, though, are the Slayer Trojan and when executed will install a malware cocktail onto the computer. So there's a couple things to note here. One, phishing sites can, there could be URLs to phishing sites anywhere. Anywhere, Wikipedia, Google, email. Uh, number two, don't update Flash Player. You should not be using Flash Player. Nobody should be using Flash Player at this point. It is going to be, I believe this year, it's going to be uh, no longer available, I believe, or no longer supported. No longer supported is the best word. <coughs> um, so in, just stop with the with the Flash Player. So how to protect yourself against Schlayer? Unfortunately, this operation is a global threat with victims throughout the world and lion's share being located in USA to protect yourself Apple users should install reliable antivirus software and perform good web surfing habits. When browsing the web, if any site states that, that you must install an update to watch video or perform an activity, immediately leave, immediately leave that site. These types of sites are almost always trying to push something unwanted on you. So do not, again, do not try to update Flash Player. Just move along. Um, U.S. government agency hit with new Carrot Ball malware dropper. This is also on Bleeping Computer. A new malware called Carrot Ball, used as a second-stage payload in a targeted attacks, was distributed in phishing email attachments delivered to U.S. government agency and non-U.S. foreign nationals professionally affiliated with the current activities in North Korea. Carrot Ball came to in a Microsoft Word document acting as a lure for the target from a Russian email address. The topic was not, was geopolitical relations issues regarding North Korea. Spear phishing from Russian emails, researchers at Palo Alto Networks, Unit 42, analyzing a campaign between July and October 2019, noticed multiple malware families that are normally attributed to a threat group they refer to as CONI. The camp this campaign, which the researchers called Fractured Statue, Use six unique document lures sent from four unique Russian email addresses. All files contain malware that downloaded and installed Syscon, a full-featured remote access trojan that relies on the file transfer protocol to communicate with the command and control server. Only one of the documents had Carrot Ball, while all others delivered the Carrot Ball dropper, first discovered in December 2017, attack against a British government agency. So it looks like uh, it's Carrot Ball dropper looks for government agencies overall um it does not say which government agency this was so i'm not sure it does not say here however i have noticed uh an an uptick in russian email uh i should say comments att attached to russian email addresses on one of my websites so 
it does appear there's an uptick in attacks across the board coming from that part of the world, maybe not from Russia, but made to look like Russia. And then finally, we do have a HIPAA breach to report nearly 200,000 patients impacted by PIH Health phishing attack, not to be confused with PHI. PIH Health, a two-hospital nonprofit healthcare network based in Whitler, California, has started notifying nearly 200,000 patients about a potential breach of their personal and protected health information in June 2019. So right there, they're past the 60-day notification. On June 18, 2019, PIH Health discovered the email accounts of certain employees had been accessed by unauthorized individuals as a result of a targeted phishing attack on its employees. The email accounts were immediately secured and an investigation was launched to determine the nature of the extent of the breach. The PIH Health engaged leading cybersecurity experts to assist with the investigation and was notified on October 2019 that the email accounts were subject to unauthorized access between June 11th and June 18th, 2019. The email accounts were then reviewed by the same cybersecurity experts to determine whether they contain any patient information. The review was completed on November 12, 2019. PIH Health then attempted to obtain up-to-date contact information for current and former patients affected by breach notifications were sent by mail to those individuals on January 10, 2020. The phishing attack has been reported to the Department of Health and Human Services Office of Civil Rights. The summary on OCR breach portal indicates 199,548 patients were potentially affected by the attack. Patients have been advised to monitor their account statements and report any suspected fraudulent account activity. Patients have also been offered complimentary credit monitoring and identity theft protection services through Kroll for 12 months. The privacy and protection of private information is a top priority for PIH Health, wrote PIH Health in its substitute breach notification. PIH Health deeply regrets any inconvenience or concern this incident may cause. So standard press release statement there. Um, my concern is this happened in June. They did not notify anybody until January. So that's six months. Um, and the actually that's seven months. And, um, you know, even if you go by when they the review was completed on November 12th, it was still 60 days from that. Um, that is not how the breach notification rules work. And then, of course, we have concerns about how they got into, it sounds like, multiple email accounts here. And 200,000 people potentially impacted. So not a good way to start off the, the week for HIPAA. Um, that's going to do it for this episode. So come back tomorrow, listen again, and stay secure.